that night I passed away and I actually saw my body come up out of my body and I can believe it or not I was floating over my body I believe it. I believe it It's a great day to change lives. Back with the Instincts Podcast. And as you know, we turn tribulations into celebrations. And I have a very special guest today that I've known for over 30 years. 30 Get years. out over <laughs> 30 years now, man. Tamika Waite is in the building. And wait until you hear her story of perseverance resilience, dedication, and I tell you, it's been some ups and downs, but I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it. Our first question, as usual, we get right into it, is we all have challenges. Right. People see us sitting here today, we're smiling on a podcast, we're, we're, we're having some fun, but we all go through something. And the name of the game is to inspire people who don't believe that you have to overcome struggle in order to be successful. Right. Arguably, what is the most challenging thing you've had to overcome? That's question one. And question two is how did you overcome? The most challenging thing I would have to be say is living with lupus. Wow. And I had to take a step back for a while because I fell into a deep depression for a few months and it took my mother to bring me out of it because I felt like God was punishing me for something I may have done or said in the past and it just was it was a very hard thing to deal with knowing that the doctor said that I was not going to live long. And when was that? Because you're here, so let's prove him wrong. <laughs> yes. When did he say that? This was almost 25 years ago. And did he actually tell you how long you had? He said that most people after diagnosis die within 10 years. Double and a half. And a half. Double that and a half. Wow. So it was hard. Of course. Believe me, it was hard. But it was faith that carried me. Absolutely. It was Absolutely. Faith. So what I want to do first, you just answered the second question, which is how did you overcome it? Let's tap into it a little more though. Okay. We obviously you have to have faith. But if you had to give people two or three sentences on how you came up out of that depression because a lot of people right now they may not admit it but they've gone through it or in it right now or they may be in it one day how did you overcome that depression prayer and it takes you know family and friends to help you go through that's the most important thing to have somebody there with you you know they can't actually do anything to help you but having someone there to listen to you and be there for you it means it makes all the difference in the world on how you think and how you overcome everything absolutely and here's what's, so here's what's i have a, you know my son yeah he's my biggest inspiration i live for him mm. and for other people with destiny with lupus and this is what's funny it's funny that you said it you worded it this way but then it's a it's a good contradiction 
you said they really can't do anything for you and I know what you mean mm -hmm. physically yes. they can't cure it they can't medically change it but just and this is what I want people to hear just being there right it means everything, it mean, it meant everything. and yes. that's what actually keeps you going right. so for all of you that are watching who have may have a loved one who's stricken with something that's debilitating you heard her say that their presence alone is what kind of kept you going. So 25 years later, even though they couldn't do anything, they did everything. Did everything. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Just by being there. Just by being there. Being a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on, you know, just just be there. It, extend, it extended your life, it, right? Yes. It gave you hope, reason, and that's what faith is all about. That's right. So here's the thing, right? So what we do on the show is we fast forward to the end, and then we work backwards and talk about the diagnosis, what it is, how we can help people. Let's fast forward to the end. What are you doing today? How has this helped you create some type of mission? have the nonprofit organization called Lupus Butterflies of Hope. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Okay, so you have a nonprofit. Lupus Butterflies, Butterflies of, Hope. of Hope. Nice, nice. How do you get this? So, what, where can they support the nonprofit? Um, can help facilitate that process on the, exactly. on the front the first attempt and the second, second attempt. attempt exactly nice and we help you find better doctors um, be able to afford prescriptions because one of my prescriptions years ago was ten thousand dollars a month I'm like and it doesn't cure lupus it's ten grand a month on ten, one and on 30 pills for ten thousand dollars a month I'm like Y'all can have that because I won't be taking it. How, how can somebody afford that? How, how, they, how can you afford it? How can most people afford it? That's the thing. Y'all want to prescribe these um, medications for patients that they cannot afford. You know, the cheapest medicine I have is $100 now. A month. A month. A month. But then you got so many people that have That's to take so, so many. Much. Yeah. And, you, and as you know, the, 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 the whole thing is capitalism. And there's right. no money in the cure. The money is in the maintenance. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness, $10,000 for 30 pills. That's almost a that's And a, that's I had to people. do a whole lot of research and get funding and be able to get this medication for free. Mm. But that was years ago. I'm not even on that medication. So you can help people get that type of thing done? Exactly. Man, give the website one more time. Lupusbutterfliesofhope.org I talk more with other lupus patients and give them hope, tell them my story because there are a lot who want to give up and say they don't, you know, 
that haven't even gone through half of the stuff I've been through and they are ready to just some even talk of suicide mm. because they don't they're tired of, they're sick and tired of being sick and tired right. and I get that because I get sick and tired of being sick and tired yeah. but I have to keep pushing mm. until I can't push anymore good good so you saving you don't even realize how many lives you're saving and by this time this thing plays and replays and the good thing I like what I like about the show is we're creating assets right so these assets live forever um, you're changing lives you're giving them hope you are a walking embodiment of what perseverance looks like let's talk about the day you go to the doctor what was happening that made you say something's not right what before you even knew what it was what right okay my son I had him early and I was going back and forth to the hospital um, breastfeeding and one night I started hemorrhaging and somehow I made it to my parents room and collapsed and my brother was home from college and he picked me up and put me in the car and my mom rushed me to Cobb County, Cobb County Hospital and there I had to receive a blood transfusion and my mom kept telling me don't get the blood transfusion something is not sit sitting well with me with this but you know the doctors were like this is the only way we're going to save her so I ended up getting the blood transfusion not knowing it was tainted with lupus wow not I mean I didn't know that it came as a result oh, of a blood, blood transfusion, transfusion due to okay got it right got it, got it. so when my son was about I say about six months old I was giving him a bath and I was carrying him to the room and my hands started turning and locking and it was the most awful pain I have ever felt I had almost dropped him so I kind of ran to the room and kind of let him roll out my hand onto the bed turning literally turning my fingers and everything just turning locking and I was like wow this is odd so I you know I really didn't think anything of it but I was like let me call my gynecologist and let her know and she made an appointment with me and I went in they drew lab and she said it'll take two weeks to come back so I waited two weeks and she called me in and sent me to a rheumatologist next door with the results and he said, bring someone with you. I'm like, bring someone with me? So I'm thinking, okay, this can't be good if he's telling me to bring someone with me. So I called my mom and she came and we waited patiently and he came out and he got us and took us to his um, office. And he was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but you've been diagnosed with mixed connective tissue disease which is lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, and osteoporosis. I'm like, what? All at once. So, and he began to explain what lupus was. And when he said that your life is going to be cut short, most people die 10 years after diagnosis. And I remember sinking down into the seat and I'm like, okay, I just had 
a baby and he's telling me I'm not gonna be here to raise my son I was like I just it was just too much and then that's when I fell into a depression about three four months and like I said earlier it took my mom to bring me out of it and you got your son to think about you have to fight and that's exactly what I did I've been fighting hard ever since. Now let's talk, let's, we're going to find fight also. But let me, let me tell you this, man. So, people who go through way less stay depressed for way longer. <laughs> and you know what I mean? When you sit there and feel like I was depressed and I'm listening for the time frame, for about three or four months, I'm like, well, you, you deserve way longer than that. But for you to come out of that depression within three to four months, and, and I've had so many people sit on this show, and the, the encouraging words of a loved one flip the switch. You are, you are like the 10th person, probably the 50th person, to say, after talking to my mother, you know what I mean? After talking to my father, after talking to a loved one, they said one thing that flipped the script for you. And I want everybody watching to always remember that words have power. Word, thoughts are things. Your thoughts create your words. Your words create your actions. Your actions become your habits. And your exactly. habits determine your destiny. Exactly. And if you missed it, thoughts are things. Thoughts become your words. Your words create your actions. Your actions create your habits. And your habits determine your destiny. So you went from negative thinking to positive thinking and your son who was not even born it was born prematurely is now 24 24 and you were told that 24 years ago what does it mean to fight let's talk about fighting does it mean taking care of yourself does it mean what does it mean when you say I gotta fight how do, how do, how do you how do we fight for me it's mental okay. it's how I think that determines everything how I overcome being sick all the time and my son. Absolutely. I have to live for Jamie. So I had I had Junior from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. He sat with me and we did an interview. Um, and he he was um, born with sickle cell. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about how when you feel like your days are numbered, you live totally different. Right. right. What 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 like those of us who've never been given a number of days to live, we take stuff for granted. What do you do? Now that you know that your days have been numbered, even though they've been numbered now for 24 years times 365, you keep <laughs> on rolling. What do you do different? What do you do different now? Like small stuff don't bother you, of course. Uh, no. What of else would not. you tell a person? Um, I'm happy mm -hmm. all the time. Awesome. I I love my friends. I love my family. They keep me going. <laughs> and you know, just in prayer. Right. I have to because my mom is an evangelist, so I gotta pray. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not going for anything else. <laughs> right, right. So I, it's, it's my faith in God because mm -hmm. I know it's by Him that I'm still here. Right. So, because I could be gone. Absolutely. Because I've been out of here more than once. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. So, before I make the mistake, those that don't know, I may you may hear me call her Vogue. <laughs> that was my nickname for her in high school 30 years ago because she looked like a member of In Vogue then and still like a member of In Vogue now. So, my nickname for her was Vogue. So, if you hear me say Tamika, Meek, or Vogue, still the same person. All right, so Vogue. <laughs> talk to me about people take things for granted. 
they take life for granted. The first thing out your mouth was, I'm happy, right? Negative people, man, uh, the people that drain you, we all need to understand the value of weeding those people out of your life, right? Talk right. to me about when you, the first thing out your mouth was, I'm happy. That means you stay away from what? Negativity. Any kind. Any kind. <laughs> because that plays a part in my health also. Absolutely. If I think negative or be negative, that's when I get sick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I don't have time to get sick. At all. And, and I want people to understand. I want to live. Yeah, without, even without a pre-existing condition, I want people to hear this. If negativity, a negative environment, a negative loved one, a negative spouse, negative words can flare up something that you've been given, mm -hmm. what that means is even though we may not have been diagnosed with anything, that negative environment can still flare something up. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, and I want people to hear that. It's not like, like I once heard and read, and it's a fact that all of us, for example, have cancerous cells, but when you stress and when you're around negativity and when you worry, you weaken your immune, immune system. system. Right. And those cancerous cells are allowed to live and thrive. Whereas if you stay positive, you watch things like the Instincts podcast, you come around some water, you get with nature, yep. you hang around positive people. Tranquility. Cancer don't stand a chance. Right. Dis-ease can't function in a body that that can withstand it. You know. Exactly. So you said you And you also have to, you know, with lupus patients, um, it's certain things that we are no longer allowed to eat. Like, I have to have my INR check. I can only have, like, green stuff, leafy foods, green vegetables, maybe twice a week. That's it. And if I eat more, then it weakens my immune system and I'm more susceptible to getting pneumonia, the flu, and colds that last longer than the normal person. With me, it ends, I end up in the hospital on a lot of antibiotics, a lot of pain medication, and just, ugh. It's not worth it. You got to stay. You got to do what you're supposed to do. Yes. You got to do what you're supposed to do. And eat healthy, and I've learned to. Um, I I never used to like drinking water, but now I drink a lot of alkaline water. Okay. And so, let's, let's, have, let's have a sip real quick. Let's, let's have a quick. You know this apple juice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. They got your apple juice. Mmm. Pete, my house. Here I am with a lead by bad example with bottled water. <laughs> but so I want to say this too. I was I was um. So touched. We scheduled this two months ago. Right. And I ended up getting and sick. And she was in the hospital. We scheduled it at the beginning of the week. Of course, the podcast is weather contingent. Mm -hmm. We look at the weather. We see we got three or four days of sun. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. I'm like, I got to get Vogue to sit down with me and show people what perseverance looks like. You call my assistant back and you have cancer you were in the hospital. Tell people what lupus is. We kind of jumped to it. But what we, it's, because I know people with it, I know it's an autoimmune system, system deficiency. Yes, that's where the body turns on itself. It no longer recognizes good cells from bad cells. So everything is just open, just open, went crazy. Your immune system is just out of balance, out of touch, don't know whether it's coming or going. So if your immune system don't know what it's doing, your body's always fighting Fight. and it don't have to. Right. Right. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So. So it's a tug of war. I'm having to fight 
daily with my own body. It's a daily thing to fight with my own body. Like sometimes during the winter months, people with lupus cannot adapt to cold weather. That's when we're sick the most because our immune system is suppressed more in the winter time. And you know, we spend more time in the hospital with pneumonia and foods that we cannot get rid of on our own with just regular over-the-counter medications. We have to have tubes and coming out of our necks, our arms, our stomach, everything just to it has to be treated differently. Treated differently. So you told me that in one episode, and I'm gonna misquote you and I want you to correct me. You had two heart attacks. No, I had three heart attacks, a stroke, and a seizure all at the same time. Where were you when this happened? I was at Piedmont Hospital in the ER. That night, I'll never forget that night. It was, it was so crazy. That night I passed away. And I actually saw my body come up out of my body and I can, Believe it or not, I was floating over my body. I believe it. I believe it. And I can see everybody, the doctors in the room, my mom, my husband, and even Nabil. She was there, and they had to walk her out of the room because she just went hysterical. And this is and you seeing this. She, she wasn't I, there physically. This is what you saw. Everyone was there physically, but this is what I saw when I left my body. Really? So yes. everybody was there physically, including Nabil, who's, who's one of our... Uh, colleagues, friend of ours, your best friend. Mm -hmm. She was, so they were actually there. They were there. But your spirit, you remember your spirit, spirit leaving and seeing it. Seeing it. Really? Exactly. And I, I couldn't believe it, but it was true. It was true. And I started falling to hell. I was falling to hell. And all I can see was a bunch of souls reaching up and screaming, help me, help me, Lord, help me. And then a bright light appeared. And an arm reached down and picked me up. And it was God. And he cradled me like a baby and placed me back into my body. And you remember that like it was yesterday? I remember it like it was yesterday. How long ago was that roughly? Three years, five years, ten years? It was about five years ago. Five years ago. I have a cousin, shout out to Antoine Bing, that I highly respect when he talks about religion and spirituality. <laughs> and you just confirmed something that, that he told me. He actually said, you go through hell to get to heaven. Now, I'm not here to argue it because I can't debate it. <laughs> but some would argue that this is hell. Right. Isn't that crazy? Right. And from what you're visualizing, you, 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 you're basically telling me that that's how it is. You went through hell, hell. and then you got caught. Caught. Can you give me some more? What did the hand feel like? Did anybody say anything? Did it, it, was, is it, no, is it, it was no words. It was just, it was so comforting. It was peaceful. Like I, it's just a peace that just, it's hard to describe, but it was just comforting and peaceful. And I, and I can only imagine it being difficult to describe, so I won't even ask. And the light, the bright light, 
It's like no light you've never seen. Never seen. The light was so bright and so beautiful. So how so when you get placed back in the physical world, do you remember the, the, the transition back? Yes. What, what happened with so he, he grabs you, he places you back, back into your body. Into body. Now what happens now? Do you hear the, do you hear us again? I what? no longer hear anything. Okay. It was complete silence. And I was on life support, life support and in a coma for a month. And my mom and my husband at the time was talking about removing me. But my husband didn't agree. Because I had always told him if something like that was to ever happen, give me enough time. Mm. Give me enough time to come back. Freeze. I know I'm interrupting the show, but we got to pay some bills. This segment was sponsored by Monetize Your Message. Now, what is that? Well, we show you how to turn life's tribulations into celebrations. There are millions of people who've been through exactly what you're going through. The difference is we turn your life which is an asset into your message, which is an investment. Huge difference. Guys, I have the frameworks, formulas, and seven-figure fundamentals to show you how to monetize your message and help people all over the world. Visit howtomonetizeyourmessage.com. That's howtomonetizeyourmessage.com because your story belongs to you, but your message belongs to the world. Now enjoy the remainder of the episode. And if I don't, then go ahead and remove me. In your estimation, what's enough time? A month. At least a month. At least a month. And you were, and, were you at that month? And I was at that month. And I woke up. I never forget it. I woke up. I was strapped down because I was told I was fighting and kicking and punching yeah. the whole way while they was trying to, you know, put things to in my throat and down every everything. And um I woke up and I my intestines were sitting outside my stomach. Yes. They had it uncovered. And I was still strapped down and I was looking around, looking around and then a nurse came in and she saw me with my eyes open and she just dropped everything and screamed and ran out the door and said, she's alive, she's alive, she's alive. And I'm like, huh? Because I didn't know what, what was going on. I'm like, what she mean I'm alive? Yes, you've been out 30 days. And the next thing I know, it's like a dozen doctors and nurses coming in asking me questions like I can really answer them. I'm like, y'all need to talk to me and tell me what's going on because <laughs> I'm back. I'm, I'm back. So I'm like, you know, they was like blink, you know, for blink once for no, blink twice for yes, you know. So you can still comprehend words and understand, mm -hmm. because and they was, you didn't lose any. Yeah, because when they, when I was in the hospital, let me go back. I, when I had died, I was in my room in the bathroom. The nurse so happened came in and found me already gone. In the bathroom on the floor. Mm. Oh, that's you where it you weren't, you weren't in the bed. Mm -mm. When this when this happened, when you experienced, I was just in the hospital for another normal, for normal the, right? Yes. But I'm saying you weren't you weren't in the bed, and it, it wasn't it. You actually passed away in, in the bathroom. bathroom. Right. That's how they found you. That's how they found. You. They actually pronounced you dead. dead. Call the time. Call the time. Call the time. Okay, wait a minute. Wait. They brought me back 
and died again. Brought me back, died again. Brought me back. So they call it the time, it resuscitates you. So you've been resuscitated more than once. Why do they keep calling the time if you still got some life left? I guess they have to. Yeah. Don't be upset with me, medical uh, <laughs> people. I just, I'm just trying to understand. Yeah. She, so they, uh, they brought you back. Okay. Do you remember, did anything happen? Um, like, is your memory of things that happened prior to that incident, is it still there? No, a lot of my memory has been erased. And you know, that was one of their things that when I woke up, they didn't know if I was going to be have brain damage, <laughs> but I did. I just lost, you know, some years certain of things. certain right. things. Yeah, hey, like my childhood. Yeah, like my childhood's a lot of stuff. But lately, I've been things been slowly coming back to me. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Isn't a human body amazing? Right. Yeah. When you really think about it, it's really amazing that it. Here's what's ironic. God knew what he was doing when he made us. Correct. And, and this is ironic. You have a immune deficiency where your body fights itself. So, mm -hmm. But between the combination of God and your belief and your family and support and this body, it fought to come back. It fought hard. More than, it fought hard, hard to come back. Isn't that amazing? It's kind of an oxymoron, but your body <laughs> fights itself. But the other forces, God, nature, support, family, friends, mm -hmm. and you fought enough to overpower it to bring you back. That's right. That's what you call girl. You said you was going to cry. Give me a second. <laughs> I'm so serious. That is. So now you have a second chance at life. What do you feel like the second chance was for? Live. Fight, inspire others to fight harder, mm. and just believe in God because He's there. All you have to do is call His name. Mm. He, he sees and He knows everything because He created us, and I'm a strong believer that He created our body to be able to heal itself. Absolutely, and that's how I think. We destroy. Yeah. We destroy. Yeah. We destroy our own bodies with the. Where we eat and our mental health, which plays a big part. What kind of conversation do you have with your son about? Do you have a tough conversation? Mommy may not be here. Mommy, have you ever had that? Had I try to have this conversation with my son many times, but he does not want to hear. Him and my brother takes it the hardest. I remember one time I was rushed to the hospital and my brother wife called and she's like, girl, your brother is outside on the side of the house boo-hoo crying about you. I'm like, oh, what are you crying for? I'm the one who needs to be crying. <laughs> I'm the one sick. What are you crying for? What are you for? crying about? Yeah, yeah it's so, but it's just I'm so like, just tell him he know his big sister gonna be all right. Yeah, you have shown. <laughs> and I always do. So, daily basis. Walk me through a day, your daily basis. You wake up. I take my medicine. Okay, so give me like the five steps in a day in the life of somebody as strong as you. When I wake up every morning, I touch my prayer cloth that I sleep with over my bed. Mm. I have to sleep with my prayer cloth because that's the cloth that my mom blessed and that my sister had wrapped around my head when I was, you know, mm. in the hospital that time five years ago. And 
I will cook breakfast, take my medicine, and this is the thing. I used to be on 24 different medications two and three times a day. Each session? Each session. Used to be, keyword. Used to be. So now it's happening. I'm on probably maybe, let's see, I have to take my heart medicine, my lung medicine, and muscle relaxer pain medicine. Maybe five pills a day now. Is it and that? two of them, three of them is as needed. As needed. As Absolutely. needed. But the heart and lung medications, I have to take. It's so much. Uh, it's so much. So is it that, is it that, do we wean ourselves off of it? Is your body responding well? Is I, it, it, I wean myself off all that medication. By doing what? I just slowly tapered myself down mm. because I got tired of taking it. And I'm like, it's not doing anything. Mm. It's not, you know, I will get prescribed this medication for this, and then I'll have to take something else mm. to combat that. Yeah. And it just kept going and going and going, and it was bothering my stomach so much. I was constantly throwing up every time I take all of this medication, and I would be weak and I would be tired and just couldn't get out of bed every day, do what I wanted to do because I'm taking all of this medicine and I'm always medicated and I didn't like being drugged up and medicated not knowing what's going on around me every day. So I took it upon myself to slowly taper myself up everything and I told all my doctors what I was doing yeah absolutely and my rheumatologist he was like okay you know your body we're gonna listen at you yes. and do what you want us to do sound like a good doctor sound like a good doctor as opposed to trying to tell you you can't do this you can't do that you can't do this you're like look I'm basically living in a, a state of misery let me see right yeah yeah I've already proven I'm resilient exactly <laughs> So, Vogue, when's the book? When's the movie? When's the documentary? What, what can we release to give some people some inspiration? Um, actually, I'm having a hard time still writing my book. I'm still That's in the process of writing because, you know, like I said, a lot of my memory is gone. So I'm having to call my family and friends and ask them, you know, to help me remember things. And I write it down or I record my voice and then I write it down. But let's make that happen, okay? If there's anything I can do to help you, I, I, I just—and I'm not an author—I just mean any connections or any resources that are mine are yours, because I feel like this story that continues to progress and 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 um, grow, you know, give—you keep giving it life. It's something that needs to be documented because you are a yes. shining example of resilience. You look amazing. Thank you. you I, it feels like, you know, I was I was to you about it because I didn't want it to be a, a sad or an emotional no, discussion. No, I, I love talking about it. Yeah. I love telling my story. Even, you know, because I want to be able to help others, you know, who's in that mindset of giving up. Mm. Don't give up. You can't give up. Well, if I had, if I had a butterfly as a prop, I would have it out there for you. I always ask, 
Well, I, if I can remember, if you had to relate to one animal before we go in life, it would be a butterfly. Would it be the butterfly? It would be a butterfly. And why? Because, why? Uh, the butterfly actually represents lupus. Because in the summertime, we get the butterfly rash wings on our cheeks. Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Automatically. Automatically. It's, it's, a, it's a common thing. It's a common thing. Hmm. And, and but actually it's called you know wolf for some reason but it's actually a butterfly rash okay so as far as butterflies and animal you got any parallels you can draw you know as the instincts podcast and me doing these animal trainings any parallels we can draw with the butterfly itself why you choose that he definitely represents freedom Right. She definitely represents beauty. Right. I guess I'm making up my own training as we speak. Definitely represents beauty and freedom and, and resilience. And resilience. You know, it's so small, but it can it just seems it seems like it just takes Continue the wind to fly. Whatever get whatever is given. And That's just handle right. it. And handle it very well. <laughs> handle it very well. And keep flying. Hey, let me tell you something, man. First of all, let me give you a hug. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Well, all I know is I'm inspired. I hope the viewers are too. This episode, of course, is sponsored by Monetize Your Message because we believe that your story belongs to you, but your message belongs to the world. I'm trying to tell you. This is to make a way. I'm the only person that call her Vogue. And she <laughs> for 30 years now, so you can't take my nickname. And all I'm telling you is, I think a lot of people are going to start understanding the value of living day to day. I mean, living each day, not day to day. Living each, each day, day to their fullest. To their fullest. Stop the complaining. Let's yes. change your environment. Let's take care of our bodies. Let's get anybody that's not in your corner out, out. of the ring. Out of the ring. Period. Yeah. All right. I love you, girl. Love you too, And uh, great job. Great job. Girl, you I good. still have more to say. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on, we got bonus footage. Yeah. Okay, so hold on, hold on. Anything we left out, man, I want to talk more about this spirit leaving the body. Okay. Can you add anything to that? Like, can you? Is there anything that you remember or anything you want to say? But I, I want to make sure I don't leave anything after that. You actually passed away. I actually passed away, and I saw my body, myself, my spirit leaving my body. And I would, and I thought, this is it. I'm going home to glory. Hmm. My my job here is done. And you saw the people in the hospital room. And I saw from everyone, a different. But from yeah, I was the one floating around in the room. In the room, seeing all the activity going on. And, and hell is real. And hell is real. Believe me, it is real. You went. You saw fire. You saw I saw fire and souls burning and screaming for God to come help them to come save them. It wasn't nobody we knew was. No, I'm just trying to say. I didn't see any faces. We, most of our I, people made it to the top, didn't they? Okay. I didn't see any faces. Okay. You, all I saw was a, just fire and hell and arms. And I heard the screams of the souls begging God to save them, to come help them. And then when the light appeared and his arm reached out and the more they screamed and they kept grabbing at me, trying to pull me back down. Really? And As he's getting you he out, they trying, trying to keep to, you in? They trying to hang on to me. Right, yeah, yeah. Like we got to they want to be saved too. Mm, mm. But it just wasn't my time. Absolutely not. It just was not my time. 
So what else you want to add? You said you want to add something. I can talk about that part forever, but I, <laughs> I mean, it's only so much. It's a different uh, realm, so you probably can't describe it so much. Like Brian, I don't know. <laughs> so I don't want to keep belaboring the point, but yeah. What else? Um, but with lupus, it comes with a lot of challenges. You know, daily, and it all depends on how you think. And I have to constantly remind myself that Tamika, you're here for a reason, you're here for a purpose. You have to motivate yourself. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Keep moving, keep pushing, keep surviving. You have more lives to touch. You still have a story. Your story has not ended. Mm. And each day you're trying to figure out not even trying to figure out, you're making sure you walk in that light so you don't waste any time. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. What about work? I mean, like, are you working right now? No. You're not allowed, you can't. I, I'm legally uh, disabled mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I get disability monthly. Um, but I can work, but part time. But of course. I've been out of work for so long. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to be a medical biller and coder. Mm -hmm. Very good at it. Yeah. Very good at it. Okay. But I'm hoping to get back into it. Soon. I was going to say, when I, when I asked that question, I'm like, this girl don't need no stress. You don't need the stress of that stuff, man. Uh, but math and billing, it, oh, I I mean, know it's that. easy. I'm talking about work. Like, Oh, so yeah. like it's just the stress of people. people yeah. I need to keep. We need to keep you. Yeah. I need to wrap you up in my little bubble of positivity. <laughs> so I, I gotta keep that. So yeah, I figured. It, I figured um, full time employment would be a stretch, and and I understand that. I mean, you know, just being a speaker and helping others is full time for me. Mm. But and it's something I love to do and love to talk about because I know it. I live it each and every single day. Donate. If you know somebody with lupus, contact Tamika Way at 770-361-8716. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You want these people to call you? Yes. I have no problem talking to Well, this thing, like, and don't be calling just, her for the wrong reasons. Exactly. Do not call for the wrong reasons. <laughs> you, that's your, that's your cell cell or your, at least give me your Google voice. That's your cell cell? That's my cell? All right, we're going right, to have I, you call. I, I, I want to talk to the person let 101. Me, let me not stop your phone. I got it. 101. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, hey, we got Tamika Vogue. <laughs> Wait, is in the building. We appreciate you. Love you again. Thank you. All right, good. Day.